people to understand that there's so much to life whether you're the CEO or the janitor given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing oh you want to know me well I'm the man that you knew now you know. All right, welcome to the Our Never Podcast. All things entrepreneurship. People who just take life and kick it square in the ass. People who make their passion their paycheck. With my special guest, and I'm supposed to say uglier than normal co-host, Nick Langer, because my wife's usually in that seat. So, oh, yeah. So you know, and in uh, co co-owner, co-founder of Iron Heaven Gyms, my business partner. He's the business partner who looks like a gym owner. I am not. <laughs> so as I'm getting out angled here, I just asked uh, Laurel to see if she could like increase the size of my arms so we'll see how that works out once we come to production editing, 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 which yeah. we never edit shit this time you need to okay um today well I, we have a lot of stuff we can go over but like you've had you've you've gone through lots since last time you were on this show uh you competed yeah. Yeah. you were on a prep you did a whole yeah. documentary yeah uh why don't you fill our or fill our folks in on how all that went uh yeah so it was good um you know we went through an entire time of competition prep um you know chad and the one sitting over there was got to see me pretty much bare bare naked, um, getting a tan <laughs> on, uh, and you know it was it was a good time. It was uh, one of those opportunities that was very eye opening and a personal victory for myself in the aspect of achieving a goal without destroying my family in the in the process, yeah. which was really the the concern or my re- relationships with my business partners or anything like that. You know, so it was it was a nice um, mental victory more than anything. As far as the physical victory, not so much, but yeah. you know, it was one of those things of getting an understanding of where you stand. And I think that's a, a thing that a lot of people don't get, even in business. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm at the top of my game. And then all of a sudden you get around other people that are doing, you know, seven times more sales or whatever it might be than you. And you're like, shit, I am a small, small fish <laughs> in this big ass pond. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those things of, I think every once in a while having those kind of reality checks are a good thing. Yeah. But again, that's also the reason why I like competing because of the fact that you have to take your own personal victories away from that. You have to understand that at the end of the day, there's going to be people that are going to be more blessed than you in some ways as far as like genetics or the ability that they don't have kids or that they don't have businesses or any of those external stressors uh, that play a role in how you end up looking and also your lifestyle. Yeah. You know, Um, you know, just as well as I do to balance a prep with everything else. When you were 21, it was nothing. Yeah. Or 22, it was nothing. It was one of those things of, okay, all I have to do is go work at nine to five and then I can go to the gym and train and I can eat the whole time and never going to miss anything. Uh, And my sleep's going to always be on point. Not the case all the time when you're talking about having a four month old at home and everything like that. And again, it's one of those things of, I think, showing that you can overcome those adversities. Yeah. Much like even when we prepped you. You know, a lot of people reached out and just like, hey, man, your journey of what you went through in order to get there was cool to watch just because it it helps people understand that you can achieve kind of any goals that you want. And as long as you going with our topic today can actually keep that motivation to hit your end goal. Well, then I think I just did. My my wife's going to speak with some of our folks tomorrow. Uh, They're talking about like prep being their whole life and, and their job. And I'm like. 
like isn't like, like when you work a job when you do like a, a bodybuilding show for instance um like you can shut that off it's just a job it's a nine to five you leave it right? right as a business owner you don't it's on seven days a week 24 hours a day doesn't shut off you are not in control of the shit that's going to happen so you know you just have to roll with it and kids same thing little man decides not to sleep last night it just is what it is right. you can't what are you gonna do yell at a baby right they're gonna, gonna reason with them yeah. trust me if my 19 month old knew it was good for him he could have made a lot of money off me by now i've offered him a thousand dollars to go to sleep <laughs> and he doesn't listen so it's just one of those like it's just it's my reality and i think a lot of times if people do a, a serious audit of themselves like you said comparing yourselves to the other the rest of the field you realize holy shit i got it pretty easy right comparatively to some others i think we always do that we talked uh, two weeks ago we talked uh, on my podcast about you know giving your auditing yourself and i think this in bodybuilding it's easy you go to a show and you there's your audit right did i really do it right did i really put the time in did i do the things i need to and i think i'm the best and holy shit i, I was you know, whatever it may be mm-hmm. and they go and then you know that's how you set goals right you have to have a measuring stick yep. you walk around thinking you're the best shit ever but you never actually put it up to the test it, it's worthless it's just ego it's it's what you put on your instagram profile to impress other people that you don't even know nor probably even like um but it all comes down to motivation which especially in bodybuilding and in business the two are so closely related because in my opinion because there it's it's just you mm-hmm. there's no book right. for this right yeah with bodybuilding every person's individual yep. with business every business there there is no read my book for three easy payments of 39.95 and you will make money they're all bullshit yes how many emails that nick and i get from people like i want to turn your gym you are losing 20 leads a day just yep. give us 500 dollars. shut up yeah. i had one dude i replied back yesterday i'm like dude we're at capacity yeah, take, just leave us alone. take your scheme and leave yeah. I, I we're able to build this on this one of our own backs and and good relationships and just working right just there's no way to outsmart hard work right and that's what i keep seeing from the majority of people right now is they're trying to outthink ways of, of working and the, all you're doing there is just elongating the inevitable right you're eventually gonna have to work yep. or you're just not gonna have or you're gonna as, fail you're gonna fail you're not gonna have as nice shit as other people right that's just is like i deserve a house nobody deserves shit no you earn it yeah it's plain and simple yeah so how did you find especially in bodybuilding when you're tired mm-hmm. and you're calorie deprived yep but you find motivation for you. What is, where does it come from? So personally, it's an internal drive. Um, you know, I've, I've always been somebody who I always want to present and or bring something better and that's in business in everything, you know? So I'm a person that gets very, um, complacent if I don't get to a next level. Yeah. Um, you've seen that when I, when I was working with you, um, within Rexius, it's one of those things where I'm motivated by success. So, when it comes down to it, if I can know that certain actions are going to get me success, I'm going to continue to execute on those actions. Yeah. So it's an internal drive for me. The other thing is, is that I looked at it as, especially in bodybuilding, I look at it as if I'm going to take as much time away from all the other aspects of my life, business, family, whatever it might be, I damn well better make it worth it. Yeah. It's the same thing with business. If we're going to take all these hours and spend 12 to 15 hours a day working on a business, it damn well better pay off. Otherwise, what the hell am I doing? Exactly. So it's very easy when you've fully committed yourself to something to stay motivated. Yeah. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have when it comes to motivation is they're, they're half foot in. They're never, they're never fully in. Yeah. When you understand that if you don't make a sale or you don't, um, finish your cardio or you don't do any of this stuff, 
when you understand that literally your reputation and your livelihood is on the line, yeah, that should be more than enough fucking motivation right there. Well, and I think that's that's where I think people who are like even in our industry, like our, our businesses are in fitness, but anybody who's self employed who owns their own business understands that it understands bodybuilding, the two correlate. Yes. So like in business, if it's real simple, if I don't work, my family doesn't eat. Mm -hmm. It's really not that hard. Right. I don't expect the government or anyone else to come turn the lights on for me. I do it my damn self. That's my, I mean, after being homeless when I was like 19, 20 years old, I really, nobody gives a shit. Mm -hmm. There's no, it didn't matter who I was or who I was from. It's on me. That was it. And after four months of that shit, I was like, okay, I've had enough. And, and it is what it is. And in bodybuilding, it's, it's real simple. Either it's on me right? and nobody's going to do it for me. No right. one else can do the cardio for me. No one else is going to magically snap their fingers. You can't go get lipo or inject your way to, to success. Right. You just have to fucking do the work. And mm-hmm. that's why I think why I like the sport so much because that's how I live my business life. And how to motivate, like people are, how do you stay motivated? Like we get this a lot with the kids and then you're starting prep again and you're doing all this crap and you work nonstop. People see all my Facebook posts. I'm here and there, whatever. It's simple. I purposely plan a time and i've done better with this this last year where i'll take three days every other month minimally hopefully every six weeks where i have a third half a thursday i make it so i can work half a thursday (laughs) so i have half of the thursday evening wherever i'm going friday saturday and come back on sunday right and i do it and i'm gone and we'll we we stay involved with the businesses if we need to be for the most part i would tell everybody i'm fucking gone yeah i don't exist right now don't burn my shit down and just make sure she's in the same condition when I come back. And that's it. That's my detox. Yep. Other than that, I have no problem going here to there to there and the other place nonstop, 100 miles an hour. Because honestly, for me, it's a stress reliever. Yep. I can't do anything half-ass. It's right. impossible for me. You'll find most people who compete in sports or who are self-employed don't have the ability to shit half-ass. Because if they do, they're not in business very long. Correct. And I think, I mean, right now we're all dealing with shit that is out of our hands mm-hmm. in business. And people have asked us quite often, like, how'd you guys get, like, you guys seem to be doing well. And I said, well, in April, we didn't fucking know. Mm-hmm. We just said, based on our integrity and our honor code, this is how we're going to operate our businesses because we know that none of this shit is in our, out of our, is in our hands at all. Correct. Like control they, what you can control. Well, that's it. And, yeah. and we didn't, we didn't know if they were going to shut us down. Right. We found some interesting ways around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we just said, okay, we're just going to take care of our people and keep them straight up. And like, here's what happens. Like, and we were both honestly fairly calm about it because in, mm-hmm. in, you know, my wife's a great, she's really good at the finances. And, and she was like, Oh, well, that else we can do. We can just work. That's all we can do. Yeah. And we were that i think that brings you to a good point too of the aspect of like um when it comes to motivation i think a lot of people allow stress to overcome motivation yeah i agree and so when it comes down to it i think people that are going to be the best at bodybuilding people that are going to be the best at business typically can keep a level head you know you're going to have those times where obviously you're going to freak out and that goes also with your point of kind of taking a step back for a couple days i do the same thing it's one of those things of not typically every four to six weeks. I try to, but it's not yeah. really going to be a reality. But I try to take a step back in the aspect of reassessing what's going on in the businesses, reassessing what's going on in life in general. And that allows for that stress to drop off. And then when I come back to it, it gives you a different perspective on all the problems that you've been dealing with. Or some of the problems you didn't even really fucking notice that were right there, right in front of your face. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to give yourself an audit. Right. I mean, just just to, to kick back and be like, okay, like this is still important. 
and I, I need to handle this or, you know, I really don't give as much shit about that as I thought I did. I was just because I was in the moment and I was pissed off and right. which, which happens like you get mad. Like I was like, you, you're too good. Or you're too nice to some of your, like, no, as I sleep on shit, I've just learned after a while that if it's still just as matterful to me on tomorrow or on Monday, then it means something. Yep. And it kind of reevaluate where you're at. And that's part of the motivation chain. And it, you know, he sent me a, this is years ago, before I ever started this podcast from Andy Frisella. Who, who used to have the MFCO project, now it's real AF. And yes, guys, I listen to people's podcasts I, all the time, constantly. I'm a constant, I'm, motivation's coming to my brain like 12, 12 out of 24 hours a day. But it was like, be the CEO of your of your freaking life. Yeah. And that that's correct. That's, I, that's how I identify myself. You need to have a self-identification. I identify myself as the CEO, which is what I do for Rexius, and it just is. And, but that's, that's not just a, a corporate title. That's how I feel about how I approach life and everything I do is that I'm here for a reason. That title has a certain level of, of what the word is, but it has, a, has a certain level of a charisma to it. It has a certain indic- indication of who I am and what I'm capable of. And if you take that towards your personal life, with your relationships, with your spouse, with your kids, with that, that like you are in this position for a reason and you got to do that. And I know that's what we talked earlier. Part of the motivation thing is, is for as family men yeah. in our families that our kids are firsthand seeing this, what I like to call a shit show of our society at the moment. Massive. It's a massive shit show. I mean, I've never seen people just be so freaking mean and negative to each other yeah. based on who they identify or they vote for an election. Are you shitting me right now? Listen, if you identify yourself by who you vote for, that's your first mistake. Yes. You're literally narrowing yourself down to one of two parties uh, in, in one person or this person on a ticket who will be gone in four years anyways. Are, and, are, and blatantly doesn't really give a fly. And blatantly doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> I mean, it's real. whatsoever. <laughs> and that's how you're identifying. And if I see people knocking down in other people's yard signs, both sides, and I'm like, you're all assholes. Yes. Are you shitting me right now? And your family's getting ruined. People blocking sisters and brothers and aunts and uncles from social media posts based on negativity. Oh my God. And so here we are, our kids are witnessing this and our employees are witnessing this. Our other partners are witnessing this. And so I think you and I have the same exact thing. I'm like a duck on the pond. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want new mandates going to be put in place. I don't know what the government's going to do and I can't do shit about it. Nope. Not right now. So I'm a duck on a pond. As far as my kids and my wife, my partners, see, I'm calm on the water. Mm-hmm. My feet may be going a thousand miles a minute because I'm always thinking about ways, opportunities or what I can do that is in my power, but I need to be there because my kids legitimately, if you let them watch the news, they're scared of shit. Yeah. They think that there's going to be riots everywhere. Yep. Well, and the other aspect you is, know, is, you know, they're, they're dealing with like our son's going to uh, preschool right now and he has to wear a mask at preschool. And every single day it's a question of dad, do I have to wear my mask or why am I wearing this mask? Uh, and he calls COVID-19 coconut 19. So it's kind of cute. But that's kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, but, uh, but you know, the thing is, is to have those kind of conversations with kids, that don't understand the world around them yeah. is, is a, is an interesting dynamic for sure. But it's even more of a reason as a man and as the, as the father of the household, um, that I have to be stronger. I have to show that this external world is not affecting us and that we're still going to see prosperous times yeah. for our family. And I think inherently that's an inside motivation. I mean, the last thing you want to do is come home and, and, tell your wife that you failed at something or yeah. look, your look your kids in the eyes and be like, sorry guys, we can't go to, we can't do what we want to do because this happened in our life or whatever it might be, you know, and failures happen, but a lot of it is how we acclimate to that. Yeah. You know, and 
so that's the thing that I, I look at is, and that was another lesson taken away even from this competing season is one of those aspects of like, you know, for a, a, a blip in time after I got off that stage um, and placed middle of the pack for a blip in time, the only thought that went through my head is fuck, I let everybody down. Yeah. You know, that was the only thing that went through my head. And I think a lot of the times when you hold yourself to such a high standard, when you get those failures, you automatically have that internal God, I let everybody else down. Yeah. And the thing that that does for me more than anything is just motivates me even harder. Yeah. And it lights a bigger fire under my ass. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I think it all depends about how you acclimate to what goes on in your life and what, and what that can do to create motivation for you as well. Because, you know, we've all, all been in places where you could barely pay a bill or you mm-hmm. had a, a debt collector calling or whatever it might be. And that's both lot, of us. I had a lot of them. <laughs> both of us have been in that situation. Yeah. But the thing is, is that situation was something that made me learn. I never want to fucking be there again. And that was one of my internal motivations of like, listen, I will grind my ass off to make sure that I don't have to be in that position again, or I don't have to make sure that my family has to cover for me because of the fact that I didn't work hard enough to provide for them. Well, and that's, you know, in speaking of that right now, it was, is my son and he heard me bitching at the TV. I was yelling at it. I was, I, I made a mistake of turning it on and uh, there'll be the politics and they got mad and he's like, well, what's all that mean? I said, I, it was, I was complaining because our government can't seem to cooperate long enough to do a second round of stimulus for businesses that are still existing and both are playing politics. It's all bullshit. You can't give everybody everything they want and you can't give them not enough that doesn't do any good. So good God, pull your, they're both wrong. Pull the heads out of both asses, blue and red. They're both full of shit. But I looked at him and I'm explaining it to him. He's 15 and he goes, what's this mean? I said, I go, we'll be fine. That's so why I go, I'm, if, if a check comes from the government to help things out, it's great. It's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait for someone else to fix my shit for me. I cannot rely on someone else to take care of my company and my family. It is my responsibility. He's like, well, yeah, but he's looking nervous because he's hearing the TV and, he's, yeah. and you always have, and you have the craziest freaks from both sides are the ones who get the biggest microphone. So you get the extremist views yeah. and that's how sides judge each other, which yeah. is why it's such a shit show. Yeah. But, and I mean, you got one on Fox, you got one on MSBC. Next thing, they're trashing each other's yard signs like goddamn idiots. And I'm sitting outside drinking a beer watching this shit show. It's, it's better than watching Jerry Springer live. But anyways, I digress. I looked at him. I said, you know, when COVID first hit and we didn't know what was going to happen to businesses, we're going to get shut down or how the money was going to work. He's like, yeah, I go. And Brittany and I both said, and Brittany went and applied for a job at, at the grocery store to stock overnight. And I applied to deliver pizza as the CFO and CEO of companies. And we sit fairly well financially for us. Right. We did it. Why? Because I didn't know. And I'm not going to wait for somebody else to tell me how they're going to fix my problem. I, I, I go, that's the difference. He's like, what do you mean? I go, other people may wait for that. I won't. Yeah. I said, I started my first company outside. I mean, I've heard of my first company right after Y2K, which everybody thought the world was going to fucking end. And I went partying through 99 like you wouldn't believe. And anyways, and then in 08, 09, 2010, after the housing crash is when I started Rexius and we're ending this. It's fine. I just look at the people who are not strong enough or willed enough. This is my motivation for the, for the topic of this being motivation. My motivation is knowing that 90%, maybe 95, do not have the willpower or the tenacity to make it through this shit show and will throw their hands up and quit. So when I make it through on the other side, I have significantly less people on my way to the top. Right. And, and just so most of you guys know, if you're watching this, I have very, very lofty aspirations, most of which I don't speak about on, on camera, but I, my ambitious, my ambition does not end 
I mean, for where most people want to retire, yeah. I'm still wanting to do shit. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, and, and that's, that's for me. It means, okay, you just knocked out 90% of my field. I'm going to get there faster. Right. Now I, and it's, that's just my two cents. Now should government help? Sure. Are they going to, these fuckers came and named them, put the right names of a post office together to vote on it correctly. So I'm not going to bank on that when the Congress approval rating is 2%. I'm just going to leave that right there. Yeah. And I don't believe either one of them is going to fix my shit for me. If you're relying on a talking head to change your life, you're in a Sad, sad world. It's sad, sad world. <laughs> you know, and, and it's and it's funny that 50, was it over 50% of people in the United States Senate are millionaires, where there's 1% in the regular population. I don't listen to anything they say on either side because they're all full of shit. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can do for me today. Correct. Anything comes to your way, bonus, but make a plan that it is on your shoulders. Once you come to that realization, you'll know. It's you. Yeah. And if you didn't do it, that's on me. And I've had that in 2016, 27. I was in a three-year prep. Nick remembers this. And I just got destroyed. My body was wrecked as shit. And I actually took, I didn't take, pay as close attention to the businesses at, at Rexius as I should have. Mm -hmm. I kind of let other people do some work for me. And I was going through getting in with a divorce after a long, I mean, four-year-long process before Brittany and I got married. And it was it was ugly. And also, I looked down. It was that, that fall. You remember this. Mm -hmm. I go, holy shit. I went from having the most profitable year on record in 2016 to 2017 being in a six world of her six figure digit red hole yeah what the hell happened it's because i decided to let other people do the work for me i was going to work smart right i'm gonna let other people do it and just collect the check and what i did was give myself a hundred grand debt and i'm like okay and I, I had a freak out moment my oldest daughter got to see this I just had, I woke up in sweats and I'm telling Brittany and then Lexi overheard and she started crying and I'm like, I go, nobody's going bankrupt, baby. We're good. Yeah. I have to get back to work. Well, there was also, there was also the aspect of how much that impacted your health even too. Oh, it did. It, yeah. it, it, it did. And my health had gone to shit. I had done a lot of dumb shit just trying to, to push my body past what it was possibly capable of, which will show you how much my mental drive exceeds my physical capabilities. And now we're at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I have to use a little bit of knowledge yes. and not just drive. Cause I literally guys, I put myself in a hole. I had metabolic damage overtraining in a very severe way. Mm -hmm. The problem is my wife is just as bad. Yes. And she got rhabdo. And had to quit training, had to go, we're talking $10,000 in blood work before she killed her. But it could have killed her. I mean, the people died from that shit. Mm -hmm. and, but so that's where now I'm learning at 40 that I have to balance the what I'm capable of physically with what I want to accomplish mentally. But that that's that's how far my my, my motivation drive goes. But I, I had to sit there and sell a lot at myself in the fall of 2016 and go, okay, this is not, you know, in 2017, I said, this is not, this is not correct. We need to get back to what I need to get done. Mm -hmm. That's on me. I took that hundred percent on me and I made sure and people were like, through the last three years, like, God, you're just like, there's, there's no, uh, there's no gray area with you. No, there's not. Right. There really isn't like you are either giving effort or you're not. Mm -hmm. Everything else is bullshit. Yep. You know, on a self-motivated level and Nick knows this, especially because he deals with clients all day. I mean, you deal with all sorts of competitors and, and people want to blame, blame the person. They want to blame the process. Very few people want to blame themselves. Right. You know what you did or didn't do. Yep. And for me, it was, I knew I did everything. The problem was I literally did everything, yes. which was yes. too much. Yep. It was such a hard concept. He's watching me get coached by somebody else. Yep. Calling the whole thing out. He goes, you can't do two and a half hours of cardio a day, bro. And an hour and a half of training on 1,800 calories and all the other shit. Yep. I go, yeah, I can. Watch me do it. Goes, I'm saying you can do it. I'm just saying your body's going to yeah. tell you to go shit yourself. <laughs> and it did. I got yep. sick. I got yep. really, really sick. I mean, I could have caused, I, mean, I did cause permanent damage. Yes. 
and uh, my thyroid's never come back on. But that just shows the mental drive. And I think people out there just need to understand it. It's on you. It's never going to be on anybody else. And, and this isn't a political thing. I'm not picking a side. If you're taking that interpretation, that means that maybe you're a little guilty of one or the other things I've said, and you're going to do what most people do, blame somebody else. Yeah. And I don't do that crap. But I, I just think that right now people want to know why we're being successful. Just to give you guys an Iron Heaven Gyms, mm-hmm. we increased membership 50%. Yep. And we're at capacity. And now we're kind of a one in out, one out situation because I don't, we could have chosen greed. Yes. Over, over, over anything. Over our, over our, over our members. And we over, could have easily chosen it's greed. It's part of our honor code we talked about. We're going to take care of the people who have taken care of us. Now we could keep trying to do like that other company in town, Nemesis does. Nemesis? Nemesis. Um, and just try to pump as many people in the doors as humanly possible, regardless of who's been paying there, just to get that check to make the bills at the end of the month. We just chose, no, we're going to stop. The people who got us here, who've been paying us for years, deserve to have the space, the time that they want, and the best function humanly possible. So we're going to put a cap in place to not overload it for them. Yeah. Now, any other banker on the planet would have been like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. You're leaving 10 grand well, on the table. I mean, realistically, let's be honest. Most bankers think we're stupid for not having contracts. So well, they, they, we get yelled at. Every we time get, we go to yeah. do some loan thing, they're like, you mean you don't have contracts? I mean, I, mean, I don't have contracts. I mean, do you, you don't like- want to, you don't want to secure your income for the rest of your life? No, no, no. I'm not a, I'm not a sleazy asshole. Sorry. I'm not going to sit there. And, I don't want to be a debt collector. Yeah. I have zero desire to take anybody to court over some shit. That's over, over 40 bucks, over 40 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, good God. I, I think the other place in town has a $300 termination fee yes. and i'm like oh, i'm not doing that shit I mean, i'm not gonna ask me else to do it for me either but that's just because we've stuck to our honor code our integrity and our dignity is is how we function business i don't believe you need to be ruthless to be successful and wealthy i don't think the two are synonymous i, I just don't well and you know i think going with uh the idea of kind of your what kind of keeps you motivated i think you know inherently bodybuilding is the epitome of that kind of motivation um because of the fact that at the end of the day, you are really the 1% of the population that can yeah. get through doing a prep. Um, majority of people can like a true prep and bring a true shredded or whatever physique to stage. 99% of the people would give up four to five weeks out. Oh, yeah. Um, because that, that last four to five weeks, your body does shit you've never seen happen before. And, you know, your sleep is not something you control. You don't, you, you literally don't control your body at that point in time. No. You do everything you can to control your body. But at that point in time, your body, you're, you're so far, it's a weird experience. And people that have actually gotten like truly in shape and truly been competitive can understand this. You almost have like an out of, out of body experience during that time. Right. And so it's, it's one of those things of it's the purest form of I did something that nobody else would do because it's absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. And so I think that's the reason why people like myself or even people like you fall in love with bodybuilding in the aspect that we know that 99% of the people that are in this world would never attempt to do it. It's exactly why I like it. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's one of those aspects of that's synonymous with small business. Yeah. 99% of the people would rather take a nine to five check. 99% of the people would rather understand that their income is secure no matter what. We're the crazy assholes that are like, no, I'm going to create my own future and I'm going to create my own potential for what I can have. Right. Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, bodybuilders, all of that, 
I think a lot of that comes from that internal motivation. Most of the time, it's probably from motivation of shit that's happened in our past. Yeah. And something that's driving us to be like, I never want to get in that position again. Because you had a job that was a nine to five. Well, it wasn't nine to five. It was like a nine to nine. But still making tons of money. Yeah. And and then it and then you saw that it was like, well, this doesn't do shit for me. I'm unhappy. I'm unhealthy. And I'm working crazy hours. For somebody making, else. Yeah. And I'm making good money. But at the end of the day, what do I have to show for it? Right. And what, what can I impact with what I'm doing? And so it makes it much easier to kind of bring it full circle to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this from the ground up. I'm going to put all of my effort into a process to create something that 99% of the people in the world couldn't do. Well, and that's, and that's where people apply to be franchises, for instance. Eric asked, asked us about opening gyms. And mm-hmm. I'm like, have you ever competed? Yeah, you have to look like, I mean, some of my best Guys, my best franchisees have never competed yeah. ever in a thousand yeah. years. Um, and they're like, why I go? Because if you're just nuts to go through that entire process, you're just nuts enough to do this. Because you you carry what I like to call ownership mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you'll know that you, if you have employees that work for you, they have that ownership mentality. And I found ways to make them partners in other businesses. Nick, Cody, whatever, you know, because I, and Shane, because I'm like, that person's got ownership mentality. And that's, that's, it, it is rare guys. It's less than 5% of people that really take it. And now I have said this before, I, I'm not bad mouthing any person who wants to be a nine to five and clock it in and clock it out. We need you. You have, you, you have a couple, <laughs> you, we do, we have, a, we have several <laughs> kinds of, be real. we need you. my parents did that yeah. and they had some side hustle stuff, which yep. was awesome to watch growing up. But you know, they worked for banks and hospitals and it was, it was great, you know, yep. and there's nothing wrong with that. I learned so much of hard work from them, but you know, I just, I was wired differently and I didn't apologize for it either. And you'll have certain people that, you know, just don't want to, who maybe want to own their business, but don't want the risk. Okay. That's not for you. Right. Cause it's risky. And no there'll be a what. lot of nights where you can maybe great for four years and then the entire market changes. And all of a sudden things that were a great idea four years ago, no longer exist. Going into radio advertising five years ago in Omaha was very lucrative because mm-hmm. you had people like complete nutrition spending a hundred grand a month. And then guess what? Nobody listens to the fucking radio anymore. Correct. And now they're starting charging 19 or 1999 prices in a 2020 economy. And like, oh shit. But who would have, who would have thought that? Right. How many of us sat back 15 years ago, Circa 2005, when Redbox came out and thought, oh, my God, these guys are going to make they're going to be billionaires. I was so jealous. Like 2005, 2008, whatever that came out. I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. You go to Hy-Vee, yep. the grocery gas yep. station, get a DVD and go back being like, these guys, they're set for life. Right. Three years later, Netflix, Netflix. Hey, it's a whole different ball game. Yep. And by 2014, they're obsolete. Now, 2020, the gas station is trying to get them to come haul them away. Yeah. So what I'm saying is it, 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 it's always going to be a risk. We have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had friends of mine that literally just want to check. That's it. Yeah. And I had a buddy of mine, Mike Giovanni, you Mike, yeah. Gio's the best. He's been on the podcast and he's very self-motivated, very self-entrepreneur. Who's just the same thing. Always trying to get that dollar on the table, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll never, I mean, just, it just, yeah. it's just Mike. Grinder. So he and I go out to drinks with a friend of ours, call him T and T's like, why would I want to work extra? I clock in a clock. I got a great deal here. I'm getting Benny's. I got cash. I'm not doing any extra. If I'm not getting paid for it, I hit 40 hours. I clock out and leave. I'm good. I'm living for the weekend. This is whole, and he was very proud to tell us this. Yeah. And Mike and I are like trying to coach him. Be like, no, bro, you don't understand. Like you got to like take what's advantage. You got to jump. He goes, no, fuck that man. He goes five o'clock. It's I'm drinking by five yeah. ten. I'm good. He's all happy. And he goes, you guys are fools and digging your, you know, trying to do all this crap. You're never going to do anything. He goes, by the time you actually make these businesses successful, I have 50 grand on my 401k that my employer matches and all this crap. I'm like, he's got a point. Yeah. 
you know, you start that track in your twenties and we were about 30 at the time. He's already got money in his 401k. All my money's invested in a business that was not making any money yet. Mm-hmm. You realize the same thing, yep. right? When you hit 32 <laughs> and, and he's got a point. All those people sitting on these 50,000 or 401ks. Guess what happens? Two weeks after this conversation, he gets canned. He spent the next 18 months, 20 months unemployed, begging for jobs for anyone who would hire him. But I, people got to ask, well, why didn't you take advancement opportunities? Why didn't you this? Because they skip these things. Yeah. It's because like, you, 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 that's, your, that's your honor code. That, that is where you've set your integrity as far as work is concerned. And that's your choice. I'm not bad-mouthing you, but I'm, when there's people out there willing to bleed for it, mm-hmm. that person gets the job. Right. And so if you're the type of person who just wants to collect your check, doesn't give a shit about what you do, your life is even less secure than a business owner's, in my opinion, because at least especially I, in our economy, now. especially in our economy now, because I put my destiny in my own hands. If shit happens, I will always be able to provide for my family, regardless. You know, the, the benefit of owning a gym is we got tons of guys that can get put us to manual labor. Oh, yeah. And I'll I go mean, back to those days. Oh, and that doesn't bother <laughs> me a bit. Like I was just thinking today, Brittany's like, I go, I told her, she what's something else you would do? I go. Honestly, I general contract. Yeah. I mow lawns. I don't care. I, there's a Figure lot of that. I, I do whatever. I'll go buy. I go as much as I like to talk. I'll drive an Uber, man. I'll kill being an Uber. Yeah, yeah. I talk a shitload. But you know, like I, I'm not worried about it. I can't do anything about the government. I can't control a pandemic more than anyone else can. Mm-hmm. You can't blame other people for what's happened because guess what? Nobody. Who was it? Uh, Mark Cuban even said everything that they do is right and everything they do is wrong. It's all in retrospect. It's all, you know, sitting back from 20 feet away being like, oh, fuck. But no, nobody knew what to do. I'm not blaming anybody for this shit. I can't control the mandates that are in place here in Omaha and it's caused a 23% drop in food traffic in retail stores. I can't do anything about it. If I want to do something about it, I'll run for office. Right. Me bitching and screaming at people, hating my neighbor who agrees with something that I disagree with will literally accomplish nothing. It destroys relationships. And my thing is this. You can't influence people towards your point of view if you're not around them. Mm-hmm. I've said this a hundred times. So stop being freaking judgy, judging every person in one seat or the other, judging all Christians by one, one person you met, judging all Republicans by this one person, or judging all Democrats because of this one person. It's like me judging all Democrats based on some crazy shit that Bernie Sanders said mm-hmm. would be stupid. judging every Republican based on what Trump said would be stupid judging every single Christian based on what that lady down the street who has a huge crucifix in your yard and throws rocks at kids would be stupid. Yes. I have one. Yes. And she, she's mean, but anyways, you know, God rest her soul. Hopefully soon. Anyways. Um, what I'm saying is you can't, people got to stop doing that shit. I mean, you're actually cutting your, your ties off to community. You quit learning. Well, and the other thing is, is that negativity affects everything in your life. That's your personal motivation. Yes. I, I And it, it is. I've had to cut off most of the new shows because as I'm in prep and genius over here has got me doing seven days of cardio and I got 30 minutes a day to like, I can't, I can't. Are you losing weight? I am losing weight. Are you losing body fat? I'm losing body fat. All right. Thanks. I'm, okay. Rest my point. I'm losing fat, but your arms still out angle me. <laughs> Anyways, but the thing is, I can't go on social. I, I'm trying not to. I'm actively trying not to go on Facebook at all. I get way less political crap on Instagram, so I'll do that a little bit. YouTube, I'm getting all the fucking ads, which is just pissing me off. So I've been doing that's why I talk about podcasts because I'm picking podcasts. I avoid their political ones, and I just go for motivation all the time. Something's going to enrich my life, feed my soul, feed my business, feed my family. And I, I go, I know it's hard guys. Yeah. I can watch it and there's no more new shows well, coming out because, you know, and turn the damn TV off. Yes. And oh, I don't know, do what smart most people did for the entire 
basically lifespan of civilization and read a goddamn book. Read a book. <laughs> Learn some I shit. Mean, realistically, I'm, this is this is the thing. This is what drives me insane right now is the aspect that we have an opportunity as a civilization to become better in the aspect that we have so much damn time on our hands because majority of people are not going into an office. Majority nope. of people are not spending the time in traffic. You're not, you have every opportunity to set a good plan for your day. Like majority of the time, the reason, one, one part of the reason of why I can stay so motivated is because of the fact of the structure that I've created in my life. Yeah. I do the same damn routine every day. It's Groundhog's Day and it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to. Bill Murray, it's classic. Yes. Uh, but I wake up, I take the dog for 25 minute walk. As soon as I get back from that, um, I drink a digestive drink that you guys hate, but it works well. It's disgusting, but it works. Um, I spend 15 minutes reading. I eat, eat my breakfast and I start my day. Okay. 90% of people couldn't do that previously because of the fact that they were in a rush to get to work, to get to the office, yeah. get the kids to school, whatever it might be. Yeah. Guess what? That shit doesn't happen anymore. So you have every opportunity to take the time and not turn on a TV and watch a bunch of talking heads that just want to influence you into negativity and bullshit and all the opportunity in the world to start actually expanding your mind and actually expanding your views to motivate you to get off your ass and do something for yourself. Well, I agree. It's structure. Yes. You have to make a plan or you plan to fail. And it's people are like, how do you do it with six kids and three businesses and all this crap? I got four different kids in three different schools in two different districts, each one with different rules. It's a shit show. Okay. Plus an 18 month old who literally doesn't want me to sleep. He just doesn't. His favorite word is dad. It's hard to, it's hard to sleep through that getting screamed from down the hall. But anyways, and it, people like I go, I've been playing it. I don't have time to watch the fucking news. Right. It's not news. We got to quit calling it news. They're yeah. opinion TV shows. News, news, news died a long time ago. News died in the nineties, yeah. mid nineties. It really did. And it hasn't come back and it never will. And so my thing is, and so what I do when I'm on the step mill is I'm either a, I spend 10 minutes a day on Duolingo cause it's free mm. learning Spanish and the rest of it, I literally read. Right. And when I run, if I go outside running or work in my basement, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to educational ones. And so I actually had friends both from different sides of the aisle. Just so you all know, I'm right down the middle. I hate everybody uniformly. But they had, and they're both, and I, I'm spitting facts, like nothing right. And they're both like, holy shit. I go, yeah, I retain a lot of information, but it's also because I read a shitload. Yeah. I read this years ago that Warren Buffett and uh, Bill Gates, I'm not a Bill Gates fan, but I did like this fact they're reading four to five books a day. Yeah. I ain't got that kind of time, but I read a lot of research papers. I don't like reading stories and shit, yeah. but I read I random stuff. So I'll read random medical journals from the 1970s. I've done this before. Yeah. Nick has seen yeah. this. I start reading stats. I look things up on the actual government websites, not from the talking heads on TV. Right. And so when I get into an actual political discussion with somebody, it's crazy. I don't do it on Facebook because I don't need you copying and pasting crap you don't understand anyways. I do it or in like person. articles from random opinion-based websites, yes, yes, which, yeah. which don't actually, which you have no idea of it verified. Right. I've actually gone and looked at it. Yeah. And so people are like, Hey, what's the tax consequence of this? I go ding, 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 ding. Cause I've looked it up. I need to know. Yeah. I need to know for my businesses and I'm not going to let somebody else tell me what to do. Right. I, or, you know, give me bad advice. Cause in a day, if I take the talking head on TV's bad advice about my business, cause he made up some number that sounded great for the 9 PM news. And I bet my business on it and we lose a shit ton of money. 
I'm the one that's holding the book. I can't call dumb shit on TV and say, hey, what you said was bullshit. Pay me. Right. So it's on me. So I'm not letting the people on TV tell me how to run Uh, my damn business. uh I'm going to find out verbatim what's going on. And once you actually look at it, it's like, oh, okay. And that's my dad even had the same thing because he was worried about COVID stuff. And it scared him, you know? I mean, the yeah. guy had heart issues and all sorts of stuff. I was really concerned. And see, so he, he showed me, he goes, oh, go to the site. Here's where you can check this, that, and the other thing. And it calmed him down. Yeah. Because people are, I mean, that's what news is supposed to do right now. The news stations are trying to get ratings. Yep. They make money. Yep. They get make money by being dramatic. Right. And so they're going to inflate and put things. Perspective is everything. Yep. You know, the perspective of which you tell a story completely changes things. I got my master in neurolinguistics. And so it, it's just the changing of words can make a whole different ballgame. Well, it's, it's just like nutrition facts. Yeah. I mean, there's if you actually look at fat-free or any of that shit, it's like, okay, well, fat-free means high carbohydrate. And if it says, you know, low carb, that means high fat. Well, it's, it's, all, it's all about perception of what you're looking at here and perception of the world around us. I mean, that, that plays a huge role. Sure. Into everything, and especially when it comes down to self-motivation, your perception on the world around you will completely affect that. And, and that's and that's literally mine right now. And I and it is. It's we're living in a time right now that's it's crazier than I think it's ever been since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. And my motivation comes from the fact that I know I'm going to be honest with you, and there's probably a good snippet here, Laurel. I know for a fact that most of you are going to quit, and that quitting is not an option for me. And so you're going to make my path to the top that much easier because I am the motherfucking CEO of my life and no one else will get in my way and I will get to the top regardless of who you elect or who doesn't get elected. I don't give a shit. I'm going to the top. Either come with me or get the fuck out of my way. And that's my attitude. Yep. And it is alpha. And I don't care. I don't care if it's toxic masculinity either. <laughs> my wife is more for this path than I am. Yes. Every once in a while, if I have a down moment, she kicks me square in the ass and says, stop being, she literally looked at me and she goes, stop being a puss and get to work. Well, let's be real. Let's be real here. I know you're in your when wife. Comes, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's the best. My wife, my wife is great. <laughs> uh, my wife is that like country girl that is like, how do I want to say this? Very much believes in the, wife and husband roles Mm -hmm. that have been set in very small towns. Um, But behind, well, majority of the time behind closed doors, she will straight up give it to me without, without any, any words besides you're being a pussy, get your ass back to work. Right. Um, She'll do it in front of some of my friends. She does. And it's great. It's the best. Cause you wouldn't expect it out of her. (laughs) Um, But that brings me to my, one of the other points when it comes to motivation, it's who you surround yourself with. Yeah. If you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are cool with collecting a nine to five, not that that's a wrong thing, or you're surrounded by people that um, are going to wait back for gov- government assistance to make things happen or are worried about working a job because it's going to take away their unemployment that they're getting paid. If you're if those are the people that you're hanging around with that aren't aren't talking about reading or aren't talking about expanding themselves or, or using this time to grow and be better. Yeah then change who the fuck is around you. You have to. Because your motivation is going to be shit well, with I, that kind of shit around And you. I had a handful of, and Nick knows this, we've talked about this, because when I, even when it's with Rexius, and I just, I'm like, hey, I'll throw ideas off. He's got a great business mind. And I say, hey, man, I got like, it's, I've been hiring like crazy. I got people who don't show up to work, no call, no show. People who refuse to come in or work more than so many hours because that affects our unemployment. This is a rampant problem for us. I've hired 13 new people in the last 15 days. I have worked. I haven't had a day off in 30 days. 
Literally, like not not one, not one. I've had to go in and do shit. People just no call, no show. People think they have a fever, and they really. Hey, Vegas they, is looking real good in December. Well, well, Vegas is looking great. <laughs> We're going to Vegas for Olympia. It's looking real good. And the thing is, we've talked about it, and and I I'm not going to judge you for not for wanting to collect your free check from the government. I'm not. I'm not going to do this on my place. I right. don't know what environment you were raised in. I don't know where where you're where you're where your goals lie. I can tell you this, that, that that kind of mentality does not agree with me and you cannot have a job back with me when it's done. Right. I'm not going to bust you. I told, I told, I told 10 of them this, and this is literally 10 people. I said, I'm not going to report you to the state on purpose. If the state asked me, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to do so. And two, it could affect my business license. I'm not going to go like bust you out because you don't want to work because you're getting a lot of money from the government. But understand that we, I respect you as a person. You can, you can, I appreciate your businesses and all that stuff. That's great. I could just can't ever work here again. Right. Because you would be, sur- I'd be surrounding myself with people who have a mentality that is absolutely against my honor code. It's toxic. And that's my honor code. And I just won't allow it. And we've seen firsthand previously in the past is my biggest problem is I don't hold people accountable. Yep. And I just, I'm too forgiving. I give everyone a thousand chances and I've allowed people's toxic uh, attitude and negative attitude all of a sudden just leech themselves into everyone that's around us. And all of a sudden I start saying the same shit they're saying, getting just as negative. And Nick and I had this talk when he goes, all right, I'm just gonna, I gotta look to leave. Okay. Okay. I got, I got it. I know when Nick says that he's got to leave because yeah. it's just, he's just got to have his moment to USA and get it through. And my wife granted, I mean, I'm sure Laurel's got to hear me have a few of my crackdowns in this, this point. I lose my shit for a hot minute and I'm good, you know, get a little bit and get some Jesus and I'm fine. But you know, it, it is. And that, that's just me. Like, listen, if you're out there doing that thing, that's you, but you want to check yourself in the mirror, check your honor code. Is this the person you want to be? Is this what you want your, your kids doing eventually when you have kids? Is this how you've set yourself up for success? Because I guarantee refusing to work when it's available to you will come bite you in the ass one way or another. Correct. I believe in karma. I do. I believe karmatic. I believe you do good. Good things will happen to you. You do shitty things. I hope bad things do. <laughs> that sounds bad. It's very unchristian <laughs> of me, but I do. We all seen that one person who's just an absolute asshole. I'm like, I don't want them to get hurt. But if they fell, it, well, I wouldn't feel that bad. Yeah. Not permanently, just enough. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, when you see people who just literally have the ability to work when I know there's people out there right now that are desperate to work. Yeah. I'm not going to bitch about how much we have to work when there are so many business owners who have their businesses shut down permanently to something that was out of their hands. I may work all the time. I worked like seven shifts last week. I wasn't scheduled for and I was all night and it was so many days straight, but, and I wasn't happy. Right. But I'm also grateful. Right. Because we get to be here. Yeah. And a lot of gyms weren't, a lot of stores weren't. Right. And over the next probably three to four months, you're going to see even more. I, you know, and, and yes, the impact of the election does impact that greatly. It does. But regardless, people are going to close regardless because we're still in a pandemic. And, yep. and, you and it's know, still affecting business. It's still things, affecting things business. Things are happening that are unprecedented. I've Unpre- never seen before. We've never seen and nobody knows how to fix it. Yep. And we can't keep spending money to fix our way out of it either because it doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that. We're trying to build a gym, guys. We were going to build another gym for Iron Heaven. Guess what? Construction costs are up 35%. We're talking it literally raised our project a million dollars and so no go. So we're going to look for an existing building for other businesses that have gone out of business. We have no choice. Nick had it personally. Yeah. I mean, we were going to we were going to end up building kind of our dream house on our dream piece of land and, uh, you know, ended up coming back. That wood costs are up, you know, 30, 40, 50 percent, if not more. Concrete costs are even higher. And so, you know, after talking with builders and kind of just looking at the options, it was like, listen, we make decent money, but I don't make millionaire, you know, complex money. We're, so, not, we're not here building the estate, yeah, you know. No, so. No. so, you know, so we we went the other route. We we decided that it's time that we sell the land and we we do what's right for our family at this point in time. So, 
you know, it's, it's an aspect of, again, overcoming and adapting to those kind of issues that are going on in our society, but then also understanding like guys, that's even more of a motivation for me in the aspect of like, okay, I wasn't at the level that I was, that I wanted to be yet. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do what I had envisioned in my mind, which makes me go, I need to be grinding my ass harder than what I have been. I mean, that's, and that's just it. I, I, I told Brittany, it's not about money for me. Like money allows a certain amount of things. It's not yes. a monetary value, but it's, it's that, it's that F you money. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm talking about Yeah. where I'm like, screw the system. I'm going to do it my way. Well, that's, and that's what I'm trying to attain. The other thing though is, is, is it's also one of those things of like, I've always, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in a household where the only arguments that ever happened were money. Yeah. It, that was the only thing that was ever argued about. My parents are still still married. I, I was very lucky to grow up in a household that was a, a, a unified household and all good, right? But the thing about it was, as a kid, when you see that, and you see that that's the only thing that draws your parents apart from each other, it kind of ingrains it in your head that you're like, that is never going to be me. Yeah. Right? No. And so when when I have goals that I can't achieve, like the house on, yeah. on our acreage, the, what did you call it? The, the estate. estate. Thank you. Um, or even the aspect of like not being able to achieve what I wanted per se with bodybuilding. It's one of those things that those kind of, those aspects drive me even fucking harder. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's one of those things of, um, at the end of the day, purely your motivation has to come internally. And, externally you need to have those around you that can help you to channel that correctly. Yeah. Because we both know that we can get in our own ways when it comes to getting to our success. Oh yeah. Um, because of the fact that we, we are such a, of a mindset of, I can't turn this shit off. It needs to be done now. Yeah. And 90% of the time it actually needs to be turned the fuck off. Yes. So that you can actually per- proceed forward, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's where that group around you that actually understands what's going on and actually can see it uh, makes that difference. And I think you know that's part of the reason why we've done so well with the gym is because you and I can can counter counter check each other. Yeah. And it's like, hey, listen, no, listen, that's a good idea. Let's go ahead and back off a little bit. Your wife does it all the time. Let's go ahead and back off on uh, my the spending. Wife's really good. At this. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, back off on on pushing the boundary there, um, you know, or or whatever it might be. And I think, you know, that's, that's what comes into play more than anything is, um, we have to understand that motivation is internal, but is a lot external Mm -hmm. from those around you. I agree. And and that's, and that's the thing for me, it it, it comes down, like I couldn't always control things with the house. I can't control everything that we do. And I, you know, money wise, it sucks. Like I I don't want to be out of money. Like everybody's like, one guy goes, there's a single problem that money wouldn't fix for me. And like, it's bullshit. Yeah. Because trust me, the more money I made and I made a lot of money in my mid to late twenties. More money, more problems. That is exactly (laughs) it. P. Diddy had it right. He was right. P. Diddy was was Puff Daddy back then. Yes. He had it right. And sure shit. I made, by the time I was 27, 28, I probably grossed well over $200,000 a year. And I was in more fucking debt. Yep. To my to the gills you could possibly imagine. I had creditors twenty five thousand dollars maxed out credit cards. My ex racked out credit cards. It was all over the place. I had eighteen hundred dollars interest payments on one credit. Like I, guys, like why? Because I was working a job to the hilt, so many hours that I hated. That for somebody else to make money, that I would go out and purchase happiness. 
because I didn't like what I was doing. It wasn't feeding my soul. You can't. And I was trying to buy happiness. I, know, I, I was know. buying new cars every year. I was putting all yeah. sorts of shit. And all of a sudden, that money I made didn't mean shit because I, as I spent two and a half times that and had nothing to nothing. show for it. Yep. And, and that's and that's just it. And you know, so I my goals, my motivation. I've told people like you know I want to be able to the point where if I don't like what the government's doing, then maybe I should go work there. Right. And the only way to do that is to make enough of the fu money. Right. That you can, can be one of those millionaires that can actually go up and do that it. I can go do it without any party affiliation. So I don't know anybody, anything. I won't even go to get reelected, folks. I'm going there to piss some people off. Um, I mean, one six-year term in the Senate, and I actually talked to a financial planner. I'm like, how much does it cost to run a successful senatorial campaign? You guys want to know about goals and motivation? I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. The average senatorial campaign costs $9.8 million. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said, how can you give me, a no for by me. the time I'm 55, in 15 years, in 20 years, I'm 60, make me an extra $9.8 million. He said, and I go, and I go, just so you all know, I ain't got a million now. I ain't even fucking close, actually. I got six kids. Um, I said, if we can get there someday and expand these companies, go public, whatever I decide to do to make that money, he goes, he goes well, you know, the, the parties will give you eight times whatever you invest. I go, no, that's why I'm not doing it. Yeah. Said, then I'm part of the problem. Right. I want to be the solution. And so that's it. And then they're like, that's insane. It is insane. Yeah. But I mean, who was it? Steve Jobs, only people crazy enough to think they can change the world can actually do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's me. I'm going to do it. I haven't figured out my slogan yet. Most of my slogans include swear, swear words, uh, but I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But ask Nick, I literally had a, an, an LLC yep. called 2032 run. Yep. Cause that's when I would run for office in yeah, 12 years what, from now. By the way, I know a guy that can run security for you. Got him. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. It's been too long. And I, I thank you guys, everyone listening, all the all the all the listeners and people who listen to the podcast in their cars, a lot of them are Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, some are YouTube. You get those YouTube watches, I get paid like four cents a view. Um, I'm not very good looking, so I apologize in advance. So there goes my money. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but you know, I appreciate everyone share. We do this for nothing. We don't get paid. It's just, it's a way that we feed our soul mm-hmm. to help other people. And, you know, I, I just let you guys know in an update, like I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago about today, no more Mondays, no more anything else. I had five people come up to me in the last week to do jobs or start franchises because of that podcast because somebody else shared it and they got it. And it was so impactful. I had one lady who drove down to Omaha from out of town three days in a row to meet me when she saw my schedule to look for a job. And I literally looked her in the face like, are you shitting me? And she's like, well, you said it was impactful, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I said, okay, I'm gonna expand hours. She go, what? I go, my, that store, particularly, I have not expanded hours back since COVID. Like, it's just been shrunk. I go, for some of you, that kind of motivation, when I have 20 people who won't work because they're getting unemployment, and I got a lady who's driving three hours round trip, three days in a row, just to meet me to ask for a job, I will open up a business for you. Yeah. I literally, so there are people out there. There are people out there. Like, our society's not dead. 90% of people are not fucking freeloaders. Most people want to make a good, honest wage and work for a good, honest, family-run company who aren't celebrating fucking Prime Day today and making Jeff Bezos richer. Shameless plug. Anyways, share the podcast because somebody shared it to them and it impacted their life. It wasn't from me. They saw it through somebody else's share. It is huge and I appreciate it. So if anything we said you think can affect your neighbor, your friend, your cousin, whatever, or somebody who's on your Facebook, your Instagram feed, or on your your Twitter, I don't tweet, so I don't know that. But yeah, I appreciate it. Um, Literally, I mean, you could be the person that makes that change for them and that's all you got to do is just share, like, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. The story is you are you and I am me. 
just be I'm a gentleman, now I'm settled in Even when they said I'm let them in I said guess again, what's the way I walk into a room And everybody stare, Godfather-like presence Everybody know I'm here, stepping right into my office Pouring bourbon on the rocks Toast To the homies that can never see the light And the haters that forever see my ghost What a night, huh?